Let's create rhythms in our life that move us a little bit closer to who uh, God has created us to be, to who we want to be, the person that we want to be every single day. Hi, thanks for joining us at the One Line Discipleship Podcast and here with my good friend, Brittany McColgan, as we talk about discipleship here at One Line Church. Good to have you joining us today. Um, we're going to be tackling some fun stuff as we kick off the year this year. Brittany, what are we, what are we going to get after today in the conversation about discipleship? Yeah, I'm so excited to be back and to talk about what everybody's already thinking about the first of the year. How are you going to make this year new and different? And what are you going to work on? And so we have all kinds of words. We have habits. <laughs> we have goals. We have resolutions. Resolutions, yeah. We have rhythms. Yeah. You choose the name, and it means that <laughs> something different to everybody. That's so right. So we're going to split some hairs today. Maybe. Yeah, we might. I, I liked how you started, Brittany, that we're it's a new year and we're going after how do we become better at everything that we're doing? How do we go after the things that we want to be? How do we become the people that we want to be? That's really, I think, the question at the end of the day. Yes, um, I agree. I I think it's pretty obvious to most people at this point. There are some success stories about New Year's resolutions. I mean, people day one said, okay, I'm going to be different, and they do something. It's, it's incredible. Sure. But the majority, right, the majority, me included, over the years, I've I've had New Year's resolutions about whatever, and fail them terribly, pretty quickly. I mean, within a week or two, I'm done. Yeah, I think, and not no, not necessarily do I just fail them. I also give myself ten of them because <laughs> it's going to be a really big New Year. Oh yeah, that's right. So I have high expectations for myself, and yeah. then if one drops off, I'm good. Right. But it's not working out. It, so let's talk about how it, how can this work out? Right. And, and especially in light of discipleship, who we want to become. That's what we're talking about mainly. Exactly. But we are going to talk about some of the details and things we've learned over the years. Brittany and I come from a different perspective, which also, you know, definitely adds some flavor to the conversation of our discipleship <laughs> here at OneLine. Um, and so I, I, let's just get right to it. 70% of Americans' New Year's resolutions fail by February 1st. There's all kinds of stats out there you can look it up, but but the most recent one I found was 70% fail on or before February 1st. And I think that's what we want to talk about is how can we really go after who we want to be in Jesus, who we want to be as a follower of Jesus, how is our identity wrapping up and becoming who who we feel like God has called us to be, our purpose, right? Yes. And I want, I, here at One Line, we talk about the three connects. We talk about connecting with God, each other, and our purpose. And I want to grow in those areas. And specifically, I want to grow in the rhythms of discipleship. So what does that look like? And I've got some stuff I've experienced here that I want to talk about. Brittany, you've got some stuff. So why don't you jump into some of the things that you were talking about? I know there are reasons we fail. You give yourself a whole bunch of uh, big ones you want to go after. Um, I think there's some other reasons as well. So jump into it. What, what are some things that that you were thinking came out you know, to your mind when we were talking about this? Yes. Okay. So right away, we start, I, my mind went somewhere completely different than where yours did. So I think that's hilarious and great all at the same time. I agree. I need to think about it as the way of my life or the rhythm in my life. And so, so how can I challenge myself in the way of, in my way of thinking? So that's kind of where I'm at. I think that's good. I, I guess, I, I, we probably agree. It's just nuances of the word. Sure. And that's why I said it's funny. So I like rhythms a lot. I feel like 
when we talk about rhythms, it feels intentional and it feels something like I can do. Um, it feels achievable. Habits. Or personal. Yeah, it does think, feel personal. That's good. I think the habit is not as personal as I would like it to be. That's probably I, right. I, I think that that's where it is because I just find discipleship is super personal for yep. me yep. and is really intimate. And I and <clears throat> I just don't want to cheapen it. Yeah. I like rhythm. It reminds me of kind of the cadence or or the walking with Jesus, kind of this as we're going, this beautiful flow of my life. And habit does feel a bit more impersonal, I think, as well. Although I do like habits. I feel like I tend to lean in, but I but that's because of things I've read and applied to my life. Sure. And so Do you want to defend habits for a minute? <laughs> well, I do want to start with a with an interesting statement um, that we know is true. Uh, a lot of churches I've worked with as a consultant, as pastor, a lot of people, and even some businesses, nonprofits, there is, um, there's an interesting way that people measure things. They measure the results. And the results that they measure are usually lead measures or they're lag measures. Most people, a lot of organizations are measuring lag measures that are actually a completed data set. They're things that have happened because of other things you've already done. Um, traditional churches will measure um, how many how much money they were able to bring in. They'll measure how many people attended their church that weekend, or they'll measure um, how many people made decisions or got baptized for that week. And that's that's what they've measured. These are the numbers that they've measured. But those are actually lag measures. They're post the other things that were happening that led to them. And so they don't really tell you the ultimate story, and they don't help you to raise those numbers. You can't just say, okay, next year we want to have more people, more money, more baptisms. It doesn't work like that, even though church has been doing that for a really long time. You have to shift from lag measures, which are post everything you've done, and start measuring things that lead to those things, which I think we're both actually going after here in the conversation. I agree. And, and um, in many ways, resolutions are a goal. I want to be that. Uh, that's something I want to be true of me. And it ends up being an interesting dynamic because you're going, well, I... I don't know what happened because that thing, that was a lag measure. That's something I wanted to do differently. And you may be comparing yourself to somebody else. So a lead measure is measuring behaviors. It's measuring rhythms. It's measuring the habits, the things that you're going to do that ultimately lead you to the, the point where those things become true of you. Can you give us a personal example, like something, a lead measure, lag measure in a personal, a person, not an organization or something like that, just so that it can be a little more applicable. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about weight loss because it's something that um, many people set as a resolution every single year. It's something that I have set traditionally. Um, I'm actually not going to set a weight loss goal this year. I'm setting more of a health goal. That doesn't necessarily change anything, but in my experience, I wanted to, to be a certain weight by a certain time. And so I would say, that's my goal. I want to be, I want to weigh, you know, whatever my goal was, 190 pounds or whatever. Sure. And, but instead of, instead of <laughs> what I would find myself doing often was I would give myself permission to, to get by with doing little things that I, that I knew weren't necessarily helping me achieve my goal. Interesting. And so I would get to my day or time and I would never be there. I would never have my beach body that I've always wanted or whatever it was. <laughs> and body. yeah. And uh, but I found that as I did things differently 
as I started thinking about lead measures, what is something I want to do every day that will result in that? Well, I want to work out every single day. So I actually found myself on my 40th birthday in the best shape of my life, at least my life post being a teenager and on the wrestling team kind of stuff. Yeah. And it took me over 20 years to get there. But what I did for about three months was I would work out every single day. I would run one mile a day, every day. And I figured out a rhythm where I would just get my stuff together. I would remove all the barriers for myself. I would show up at the gym and I would run a mile. And then I actually was able to add things on as I did that one thing every single day. What I found was interesting as I just made that a part of my rhythm, have my bag packed, have it ready to go, easy to go, always, always extra socks. And I removed all the reasons that I would have um, excuses for. And I just did that one simple thing every day. And then I found myself, occasionally I would do two workouts a day. I would swim in the morning and I would run in the evening because it just fit into my schedule better. And then I found myself, instead of giving myself permission to eat that extra thing or drink that extra thing, I started going, man, I worked out today. I don't want to waste that on that soda or on that extra helping or on that thing. And as I started these new behaviors, even they were, though they were super simple, they kind of impacted themselves to a point where I started seeing the end results that I actually wanted. So instead of saying I want to lose weight and then hoping I get there, hope my way there, I actually created behaviors that I started measuring one mile a day, every day. And it changed everything for me. It was the behavior I was measuring that ultimately led to the goal that I wanted. That's an awesome example. I really appreciate that. Thanks. I was having a little hard time connecting with an organization mm -hmm. example. No, that's a good, so that's a good yeah. I really appreciate that. That's a good perspective. And I think we're all kind of like that where we have goals for ourselves, and then we beat ourselves up because we didn't have our goals. But what are the things that we should measure that lead to the goals? And that's where it changes for all of us. I love that. Yeah. Um, so lead measures versus lag measures. What are, the, what are the lead measures that you want to take? I think that's the, that's the conversation we're going to have around setting ourselves up so that we can become the people that we want to be, the people that God created us to be, the best version of ourselves. And um, it'd be interesting, have, have you set goals around spiritual things in the past, Brittany, like where you're saying, hey, this is who I want to be or whatever? Yeah, so um, it's a little fresh wound. So oh, thanks, here we for, go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for asking. Um, no, actually, it's so funny. So actually, last year, I decided that I wanted to read the whole Bible in oh, its great. entirety. And I decided I wanted to do it chronologically. And I, you know, did, I made all these decisions that I wanted. And I found. Um, this app that held, helped me do it and I found a friend that was going to help keep me accountable and she's going to do it with me too and you know I had all these things ready for success but a lot of life happened in a year and we get to December 1 and I'm thinking oh my goodness I have missed 65 days so I'm already 65 days behind of what December 1 was and I also have to finish you know 30 more days. So I'm 95 days in 30 days. How am I going to squeeze this in? And I, there were three days where I was really stressing about it and I was literally just cramming it. And then, you know, there was this moment where I sat down and I was like, oh, I got to do like four or five days in this one session of sitting down. And I sat down and as I took a breath, the Holy Spirit said, Brittany, do not rush this. Hmm. What is the point? I was just so taken back by what was the actual purpose of this? 
So that's where, for me, my head and my heart were in two different places. What I have found over the years I went through coaching training, there was an interesting trend as a, as a coach, oftentimes you'll talk to people and they'll, they'll want to stop doing something that they're not very proud of. Uh, it could be habit, it could be whatever the thing is. They want to stop doing this. And they'll, they'll say, this is bad, I need to stop doing this. This is bad, I need to stop doing this. I don't know why we've learned that kind of language about ourselves. We kind of like try to cut out the bad. Mm-hmm. And in the coaching training that I had, and I've actually applied this a few times, I just changed the language for people sometimes. Instead of saying this is bad and you want to stop doing this, uh, start saying the same, go after the same thing, but say this is the good thing and I want to start doing this. So you just change your language from a negative, this is hurting, this is bad, this is negative, I need to take this away, to this is what I need to do. Because again, it, it comes around to who you want to be. Not who you want to not be, but who you want to be. That's powerful. Yeah, and it reminded me when you were talking about scripture, it's I don't want to be the person who doesn't get the goal done. I want to be a person who experiences the presence of God. It's beautiful. Yeah. In coaching, it's I, it, I don't want to be somebody who does this thing. I do want to be somebody who does this. Sometimes I think that subtle shift helps us a lot, which is a beautiful reminder that, that the Lord gave you is that I want to be this person. I want to be somebody who finds peace in the presence of God. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I spent a bunch of time um, last year trying to figure out what I wanted out of that year and even what I want out of this year. I've tried to spend some time and I think that the first place, um, instead of trying to, what are the things that I don't like, I really spent some time trying to listen to what are the things that God wants me to work on. Yeah. Because if I don't work on it with Him as a partnership, then it's not going to work. We don't have to check off everything on our list. As long as we're getting a little bit better every single day, we are growing. Yes. And if if you got 1% better, (laughs) you know, we all want these massive gains. We all want to win the game. We all want to win everything. That's where goals come from. But the difference between setting a goal or resolution and creating a rhythm a goal helps you to win the game right now, and it's almost impossible to check off every box on our list because it's impossible. It's been years and, and decades of our life where we've continued to do this. Um, but if we were to set a rhythm where every day we're moving just a little bit closer, uh, that will allow us to look over our shoulder and say, I've moved a lot in 10 days. I've moved a whole lot more in two months, and I've moved a whole lot more in six months. So. And it holds on. It It, like you work it with you. Like a goal is like I met this goal and I'm done. And And you leave it. Yes, it's completed. You sit it there. I love that. That's exactly right. Because a goal says I've completed this. A rhythm says I want to keep playing. Yes. And so your 1% just keeps building and that pressure. And then you just start transforming into something completely new that you didn't even know the 1% back there. That's right. Okay. We're going to go, I'm going to use you as an example and go back. Yeah. So you, you fell short by how many days? 30 days? I can't remember what the exact Oh, no, number. no, no. Um, <laughs> 60, I have no idea. <laughs> On December 1st, I was 65 plus 31 days behind. So what is that? 90-ish? Yeah. Okay. 65 <laughs> plus 30. So 95. Okay. So, but by the end of the month, you would read some more, but you would also, if it's, if you are only 90 days behind, you would also read 
for 270 days. Yes, I read almost almost the whole Bible. Yes, you did. And so I don't want to I don't want to just focus on we almost did it, but I want to focus on that little percentage each and every day creating the rhythm where we we grow in our faith. 1% better every single day. Just a little tiny bit over time makes such a huge difference. And so whether that's prayer, whether that's uh, reading, whether that's spending time with others, whatever those little things are, let's set a new rhythm of this is who I want to be and this is going to be the one thing I do, the little tiny thing I do that over time is going to make a massive difference. And we do it every single day. That mile for me every single day changed my entire health over the course of a few months. But that one mile that one day, it didn't make that much of a difference. But when I did a mile after mile after mile for for 90 days. That's 90 miles. 90 miles makes a big difference. But I can't do 90 miles in one day. I could try to push it really hard and make it happen. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But but that's the that's the thing. Let's create rhythms in our life that move us a little bit closer to who uh, God has created us to be. Instead of setting a goal that at some point might be completed and be done or set a goal that we're going to try to rush after and try to accomplish it and maybe fail it. Maybe most of us will fail it. Let's set a rhythm that will lead us to living the way of Jesus. Amen. And while you were talking, I just kept thinking, you know, someone's going to listen to this and they're going to think, but that's not big enough. Mm-hmm. Just a little thing that's, are you sure? No, 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 no. Yes, we're sure. Like little builds. And so that's right. for the naysayer, because I was, while you were talking, I was kind of naysaying even what I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> what I'm like standing behind. And it really is. It's those little things that build and build and build become bigger and impactful. And people see that. People see the little things. They might not see it the first few weeks or whatever it is, but they do see it. I love it. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm so thankful that we had this conversation and getting off to an exciting start. My hope is that our church, our entire church here at OneLine and those who listen beyond, that we do move forward one little bit at a time. And as we look over our shoulder, as we get down the road, we can see our entire church moving forward. And that's what we want. We want to grow in our discipleship rhythms of following Jesus. And so some of you uh, are going to step into huddles for the first time. Some of you are going to step into D groups for the first time. Some of you are going to step in our communities for the first time. Uh, and some of us are going to just say, no, I'm going to do a little bit more each day that's going to lead me towards that. So love that. Thanks, Brittany. Brilliant as always. Um, love this conversation and look forward to the next conversation we have. Me too. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you again soon. See you later.